Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. Hello, everyone. I am back today with a very special guest. I am back today with Audra, who is the first person that I'm going to be interviewing for this new astrology series that I'm trying out. And we are going to be talking all about her chart and how certain placements manifest in her own life. And maybe some of you can relate. So I think this will be really cool. How are you today, Audra? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on. You know, I think the first thing I really wanted to ask is how did you stumble upon astrology and how did you get started with astrology? Like, how did you get interested in it? I actually don't really remember. It's sort of almost always been a part of my life. My sister and I were those kind of kids that would like run out into the woods and nature and like do little rituals with things that we found. And we used to get all the neighborhood kids and do seances. So I think like sort of like the metaphysical has always been a part of my life. And then I obviously started with my sun sign and reading my horoscopes. And I I don't remember exactly how I got into more of it. You know, um, I think I, somebody might've asked me what my big three were. And then I learned, I said, oh, I really resonate with all of this. And then I went in a little bit deeper and deeper and deeper. I love that. I also love that you were talking about how, you know, as a kid, you used to like go out in nature and just, it's so crazy. This is going to sound really weird, but when I grew up in my childhood home, I had a cemetery in my backyard. Like pet cemetery? So scary. Literally, right? (laughs) I'm I don't know how I wasn't spooked out as a kid, but at night we would used to go out in the cemetery. It was so crazy. I I think back of it now and I'm like, wow, I kind of did some weird things as a kid. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I am one of those people that is kind of superstitious. So I hold my breath when I pass cemeteries still to this day, because somebody told me once that like when you if there's any like disgruntled spirits, they can, as you're breathing, they can enter your body, which as an adult, like very rational mind, I'm like, probably not true, but there's like a 1% still of me that believes that. So I completely hold my breath. I love that. (laughs) Actually so funny. Have you ever had like a paranormal experience or like interaction with spirits? So I would say yes, more so I would say that I feel energy very intensely, even just like in my interactions with people, I feel it pretty well or a lot. And so there's definitely been times where I've like felt someone watching me or like out of the corner of my eye, I see something and nothing's there. So nothing totally explicit, but I feel that I have just based on like the feelings that I get. Yeah. And actually, so I know we, we see that you have your moon in the seventh house in Placidus, but in whole sign, your moon in Cancer is actually in the eighth house. And the eighth house talks of like the occult and, you know, people I feel who have their moon in the eighth house can sense energy really well. So it actually makes a lot of sense to me that you're you're able to like feel that. Yeah, that's so interesting. So what am I viewing my, what is my house was that in? The eighth house. So this is in whole sign. So you might be looking at Placidus. In Placidus, it's in the seventh house. But if you go to whole sign, it moves to the eighth house. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So I I like to look at both because I find that people can resonate to both. And 
some will resonate more to one than the other, but that's why I was very curious if you were into like, if you could sense things, if you ever had a paranormal experience. I think maybe a little bit more naturally to me, I've always just been very open to Mm -hmm. whatever, which makes me, as I was younger, I was way more open to like just experiencing it all. And now I'm frightened. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, yeah. Because you understand the power Mm -hmm. of what you're dealing with a little bit more. And so now it's a little bit more scary to me than when I was younger. And another fun fact, Chiron, which is like our deepest wound, it's in your seventh house in Placidus, but it also moves to the eighth house in whole sign, which can also bring up fears around the unknown, fears of letting go of control and surrendering, um, a lot of fears around that. Also death. I don't know if you, again, if I ever mentioned something that you're not comfortable talking about, but if you ever had like loss in your life that really impacted you, that can sometimes signify that or just loss of control. Yeah, I am. I'm a little bit of a control freak. I don't want to be, if that makes sense. But I feel that like, I don't let people take pictures of me very often because then they have control of my image Mm-hmm. And use it however they want. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to take pictures of myself on my phone and keep them with me. Mm-hmm. I don't really post pictures on social media that often because I feel like you let people see you and you give them access to your energy. If you like post constantly about yourself and not everybody, but like I said, I'm very sensitive mm-hmm. to energy. So like for me personally, that's just how I feel about things. So I do sort of like maintain that sense of control. I don't really like, I don't, I don't have a very large circle. I have a very small circle of friends who know me very well and everybody else are very far acquaintances because again, I don't like to let people in. I like to have control over what people see of me, know of me and those sort of things. You know, and it's, it's very, again, ironic that you say that because when you're looking at your Placidus chart, you have Pluto in the 11th house of friendships. And I know a lot of people who have this placement and they like to keep their circle small. They like to kind of have like, you know, that control over their friendships and they're really, you know, particular about who they hang out with and who they surround themselves with. So that, that does not surprise me at all. For those listening, Audra is a cancer moon and cancer moons are very sensitive. They can sense energy so easily. I feel there are misconceptions about cancer moons. I feel like people will quickly label them as people who are overly sensitive and overly emotional, but I actually find that it can be a gift sometimes because you guys are able to really pick up on energies that a lot of people can't. And of course, like healthy emotional boundaries is so important especially with your moon in the seventh house, it would be really easy to, do you feel like how other people are feeling can affect how you're feeling? Yes, a lot. And it takes a lot for me. When I was younger, I couldn't really control it as much. But now that I'm a little bit older and have a lot more life experience, I guess you could say, it's a little bit easier for me to stop strangers from like affecting me. But I don't like crowds. And I've never liked crowds mm-hmm. for that sort of reason. I feel like I pick up on energies very well. So I start getting anxious and panic a little bit in large crowds. So I don't tend to attend like festivals or anything like that. But even like my closest friends, if 
if I get off the phone and I feel like they're anxious, then I'm anxious, even though I know that I'm not anxious. Or if sometimes I just sense that they're feeling something and I will message them and say, hey, are you okay? But it, with my closer friends, it's very difficult for me to like create a boundary. But with strangers, I can create that boundary a little bit more. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. When I look at your chart, you do have some hard aspects to your moon, which to me can signify that like, and again, only share what you're comfortable sharing, but possibly like even in your younger years, there was a lot of either emotional turmoil that happened around you, be a difficult relationship with your mother at some times, things like that. And I don't know if that's accurate or not, but you can let me know. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I would say I still have a I would say I still have a difficult relationship with my mother only because when I was younger she always chose herself or like my stepdad a little bit more. And so there was never any of that like true maternal care where you feel like you're being put first. And that sort of instance. So I have learned how to just sort of maintain myself and my own emotions very well. So I would say that's fairly accurate, yes. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense because you again you have Chiron in Cancer, so it's closely conjunct your moon. So that's just like a lot of emotional wounds that had to be worked through. And I always tell everyone like healing is not linear. It always, you know, ups and downs. But I actually do feel like you're really gifted with a lot of healing qualities about you. Do you find that people are kind of drawn to you for like guidance or advice or feel your healing energy? Yes. When I'm calm, maybe, I don't know that's the proper way to explain it. But like if I'm anxious or going through a lot, not so much, but when I'm very like settled and grounded in myself, yes, I do tend to attract a lot of people who maybe are, I don't want to say damaged, but need that, that extra like healing energy. I was drawn to Reiki at one point too. And I became Reiki certified, but I just only do it on my friends now. Just too much energy. I totally get that. Yeah. But for that reason, and I think that's one of the reasons why I've always been sort of drawn to like tarot and astrology and the metaphysical, because it's when you do some of this, when you look into your charts and when you look into these things, you can figure out where your wounds are a little bit more and it helps with your healing journey. And so that's been very helpful. Absolutely. I agree 100%. That was one of my main reasons why I was drawn to astrology. I was like, wow, I'm learning a lot about myself, which, you know, when you learn about yourself, it's not that you didn't already know this, but it was kind of like a sense of validation for me in a way where it's like, for once I felt validated in like how I felt about my life. But then after you get that, you can then uncover and start the healing journey. And I think that's that's amazing. And once once you learn about transits, it's like, whoa, game over. <laughs> like now I can really kind of, I don't want to say like have more control over my life, but it kind of gives me a sense of, okay, I know the energy that I'm dealing with. How can I work through this and work with it rather than against it? Yeah. I would say there was a time in my life when I was a little bit depressed from everything. And I went through like a really, really difficult time in my life. And it was actually through sort of learning more about my chart and even some transits and potentially why I was going through what I was going through that actually helped me overcome it because I realized it's not forever. You know what I mean? Like we're feeling these things in this moment. And what we should do is we should learn whatever lesson the transit is trying to teach us, Mm -hmm. you know? and feel our feelings. And then it 
there's always something else you're going to have to learn. But like realizing that how we react to things is very temporary based on our charts and what's going on astrologically is is very great. So I was actually, which is kind of a side note, but, you know, we just had one of our eclipses um, mm-hmm. on October 14th. Very mm-hmm. difficult one oh. for me. Brought up so much stuff. And I started feeling like I was spiraling a little bit and getting back to a little bit of a dark place. And then I, I realized like, it's just the eclipse. That's all of what it is. And I feel like I sort of like analyzed what was coming up and like what I have to deal with. And I feel great now. And it's only a couple days later, what, four days later, something like that. Whereas before, and I start, I started to think I'd had messaged a friend saying it's, it's interesting. Like, I wonder how many people's mental health battles and during such difficult transits mm-hmm. like that because they mm-hmm. don't actually realize what's happening. It is wild. I, when I learned about transit, I think that was also one of the times in my life where I was like, okay, I actually really believe in astrology now. So I'm a Virgo rising and my dad is a Virgo rising and so is my brother. So when my parents got divorced, Pluto was actually transiting through all of our fourth house of home and family. And so that brings transformation change to your home and family life. And that was also when my dad started going through a lot of mental health issues. I started going through a lot of mental health issues. And so did my brother, because the fourth house can also relate to like your inner emotions and your feelings. And that's when we started like feeling that emotional turmoil. So it's really interesting when you learn about transits and then you see what you're going through and how it kind of reflects back to you in the shot. It's so crazy. It's, it's wild. Yeah. My daughter's also a Virgo rising. Oh, really? So yeah. Yeah. It was, it's even like, you know, you talk about your Saturn returns and I got married very young and we sort of like split up when he started going through his Saturn return. And then I finalized, like we kind of went back and forth. And then I finalized when I turned, you know, 27. So just Mm -hmm. about to enter that sort of like change Mm -hmm. in my life. I moved across the country and I did all of these crazy things. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's funny because Virgo risings, they have Sagittarius in the fourth house of home and family, which also can signify like traveling or moving a lot or just like moving like different locations when you're younger so did you move like when you had her right so we moved like we I live in Las Vegas presently Mm -hmm. and we moved to Virginia then we moved to Washington State then we moved back to Las Vegas wow okay yeah all in she was in like a couple of years like in four year period we moved that much and she's we've moved houses a lot even within Las Vegas so she definitely yes has (laughs) moved yeah (laughs) that's so funny I love that so you're in Sagittarius rising. My best friend is actually Sagittarius rising too. I actually have a lot of Sagittarius risings in my life and it I s- seem to attract them. And I think it's because, so I have all my personal planets in Sagittarius. I, maybe that's why, but how do you feel like that's played out in your life? Do you find that you like to explore? Are you really into learning? Yeah. So I think I... I'm a little bit odd, I would say, because I have like my sun and my Venus is an earth placements. They're both in Taurus. And then I have, I have my rising in Sagittarius. So I feel like I'm constantly sort of battling those a little bit with like always wanting to go out and do things and explore and then actually getting to the point and being like, eh, I kind of just want to stay home, you know, and like planning things. Um, if I go on vacation, I love, I don't like to just rest on my vacation. So like if I go on vacation, I don't want to go to the beach, right? Like I want to explore temples and runes and old 
dirt houses and and things like that because I'm just fascinated by why things were they way, the way they were. So mm-hmm. when I lived in Virginia, for example, it's very his like there's a lot of old U.S. kind of history there, and I would just like go and like put my hands on the buildings and like just imagine or sense what was happening there like 300 years before or something like that. So definitely with my Sagittarius rising, I do tend to want to do things mm-hmm. a lot, but then I battle that like wanting to just be home in my own mm-hmm. comfort and bed and spending my money on luxurious items. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Taurus energy too is very much about the senses. So that's again, not surprising to me that you're very much about sensing energy and feeling energy and how you were talking about how you used your hands to like sense the presence of back then. So cool, by the way, that's really, that's really interesting. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. I would say with my Sagittarius rising, one thing that when people meet me, they think I'm very outgoing because of that like Sagittarius-ness of me. And they're right to a certain extent. I can just only keep it going for like an hour or two. And then then I'm like, like, recharge. (laughs) Like, I hate everyone. Can we please just like leave now or do something? But people tend to have like a skewed opinion of me in that sense as well. So That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think there are a lot of misconceptions out there about certain zodiac signs. And I think it's because people, not that it's a bad thing because everybody starts somewhere, but a lot of people don't realize how much more to a chart you have than just your sun sign. So they kind of base everything off of just sun sign and then they kind of can put people in boxes like that. But then, like you were saying, you have the earth placements. So it kind of creates that friction a little bit about, you know, do I want to go out or do I want to stay home? So yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. I think it's also like one of the things that probably makes it a little bit more for me where people get confused is because like my Mercury's in Gemini and my Mars is in Cancer, which I feel like are kind of like opposing communication styles in a way, you know, and like how we express ourselves. So I do have a little bit more of like a chaotic communication style but my mind is not chaotic if that makes sense I think too because you do have some hard aspects to your mercury which can create that friction like you're saying let me look real quick so mercury square north node so do you know anything about your north node by chance not really I don't even know what is it in Virgo so it's your north node's actually in Pisces so the opposite of Virgo your south node is in Virgo So your past and like past life is connected to Virgo energy, but then in this current life, you're really trying to lean into that Pisces energy, which is very spiritual, very sensitive, very creative and imaginative. And yours is actually in Placidus. It's in the third house of communication. So you're actually here to learn communication And you're actually here to share with other people, whether it's sharing your ideas, sharing knowledge, you might be drawn to just like learning a lot. And in a past life, you probably were really explorative because that means your self node would be in the ninth house. So you actually have a lot of spiritual, probably a lot of beliefs that are really powerful and impactful that probably help you a lot in this lifetime and a lot of people would learn a lot from you sharing it and you just traveled a lot in your past as well you're well traveled so you might actually be drawn to traveling at times which I mean you have traveled in this lifetime 
It's probably funny or that's funny because I have a friend of mine who notices that I quite often speak in like a British accent and I've never been to England. I don't know. <laughs> it like comes out when I'm speaking. So maybe that's like a past that's life. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, a lot of people are always like weary when I, when I talk about past lives. And the reason why I do believe we have past lives is because I think about how some of us, actually all of us, were naturally talented at something without even having to try. And I'm just like, how do we know how to do that from past life? That's like my, my explanation for it. <laughs> I think that makes sense. I Do you follow, um, I know this is astrology, but do you follow human design? Mm-hmm. So I'm a 6'2 projector, which I mm-hmm. also think makes a lot of sense in terms of like the communication aspect as a projector invited to be able to speak. That's really how I am. But yeah. So I think that makes, makes sense. I would say that communication is probably, I'm not a terrible communicator when I'm very comfortable with the situation and like the people, but I tend to like over explain. And like I said, be a little bit chaotic. Not very many people can follow my train of thoughts at times. Well, I think you're a great communicator based <laughs> on this podcast episode. So, but it makes a lot of sense because a lot of the times our North node, what we're meant to learn, it doesn't come without challenges. So I also have a North node in the third house as well, which is no surprise to me as to why I have a podcast and why I love sharing and talking and communicating. But In whole sign, your north node actually moves to the fourth house of home and family. And a lot of people who have north node in the fourth house come from a challenging family and deal with a lot of challenges within their home and family life at a young age, usually. But they're also, I feel like they have the ability to be like the cycle breaker or to be the person who like kind of changes their ancestral line in some way, like heals it in some way, which is a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility. I think it's true. I would say I'm a little bit different than I'm probably like the black sheep, maybe literally. I just tend to do my own thing at all times. I am not very, I just do what I want to do, you know, and maybe not necessarily what's expected of me. Mm -hmm. And so I just... My sister, for example, um, and if she hears this, she'll probably hate me for talking about it. But she, for example, has always sort of like been in relationships that works for her. You know what I mean? I think that she's happiest and healthiest when she's in like a very like productive and loving relationship, which, you know, she's in right now. I'm very happy for her. But for myself, I've always had very, I've had difficulties in relationships. Like I've just never really been able to find Mm. somebody who like understands me Mm -hmm. and I am not willing to be in anything where like I am misunderstood. Um, I've tried a couple of times and it always ends up sending me on some weird spiral, you know, but yeah. So like, just kind of like, like that communication you said, like in the fourth house with like family and relationships, I think you said it's very, for me, it's, it's a little bit more difficult and like breaking the ancestral line to like my mom, for example, that has a very challenging relationship with my stepdad. And I told myself watching that growing up that I would never, ever put any of like, I would never put myself in that situation and I would never put my daughter in that situation. And so I have, I have, or I have not, you know, I've like kept that promise and I'm not sure exactly like how my entire like maternal line at least has been, but I would assume that I'm breaking that a little bit even if I might be giving her some other challenges maybe with being honestly like we come here to learn through challenges so to live a life without challenge is impossible (laughs) 
Yeah. So I would say like I do, I am sort of like the black sheep. I probably am breaking some curses or whatever you want to call them, learning, doing something else. I'm just changing it a little bit more. I don't know if that made sense. No, it does. It definitely makes sense. And you mentioned challenges with relationships and that is very much seen in your chart because you have (laughs) a lot of hard aspects to your Venus as well as your Juno. And Juno is that asteroid that actually talks of like commitment and marriage so when it's opposing it's actually opposing your north node so it's kind of like your destiny and what your soul's wanting to learn is at odds with your sense of commitment and fulfillment through marriage so finding a balance between the two is what's going to be important for you so that can be difficult at times and then venus square north node can also bring up the similar challenges and you might find that it's really hard to balance like your need for independence and your need for commitment and relationships and just like really feeling like you can trust someone because you have you know Chiron in the eighth house that's trust wounds right there so all those things really can create difficulty when it comes to embracing and accepting love into your life and finding the right person as well. Yeah, I would say that's like pretty accurate for me. I'm very, I probably am a little bit more like a little bit of a contradiction in that sense, because just by nature of like my life, I've had to be very independent. And I, as I told you before, like I told myself, I would never put myself in the same situation as like my mother was in with my stepdad. So I have just always been very committed to like making sure that I'm a successful human being, you know, and that is at odds a little bit, I would say with just wanting to also feel like somebody's there for me. And like, I have a person, you know, because it's very difficult to trust that someone's going to stay there. And so I tend to not, I, it's very rare that I'm like interested in somebody, you know, it's like very rare that somebody like, piques my interest. And then when they do, you know what I mean? I want to learn everything about them, but they're still kind of like, I'm, it's almost like I want them to prove that I can trust them before I actually do, which always causes issues for me because I feel like people want you to like trust them first. And for me, it's sort of the opposite. Like, yeah. That makes so much sense with the way that (laughs) like your chart shows. It's just... This, this is why I love astrology. It can be so mind-blowing sometimes. But what I really, now I want to ask you a couple of questions. Do you find, so we kind of talked about this before, but do you find that there is a placement that you resonate with more or do you resonate with all of it? What are your thoughts on that? I might be rare in this, but I feel like my chart represents me so well. And so like I have my Taurus sun and I love people joke, right? I don't know if you watched that new like David Beckham documentary on Netflix, but he says something about he just got money and spent it. You know, he just like wanted to buy watches and it turns out he was a tourist. And that's very much <laughs> me. Like I like to spend my money on like my home and I would rather buy an expensive thing or nothing you know, like I'm not going to buy no offense to anybody who wears like Fashion Nova or Sheen or anything like that. But I would rather just save all of that money and buy a nice piece that will last me for a long time that feels very luxurious and nice on my body, you know, (laughs) and I take care of my stuff, you know, I'll wrap them in bags and make sure that they last a long time. I love food, you know, I love like experiences like going out and eating nice food. I don't want to go out and eat 
bad food. I want to eat nice food. I want to drink good drinks. My moon sign, you know, like you said, there's maybe a misconception that we're emotional, but I would say I'm very emotional in certain aspects of my life. And typically it's around my relationships with others and how I interact with people. We talked about my Sagittarius rising, so I needed to go there. My Mars is in Cancer, which I think lends to my maybe like more of a like passive nature until I get angry. You know what I mean? And then I might be a little bit more aggressive. When Mercury's in Gemini, I have a very like chaotic way of communication. It all sort of makes sense for me as a person. There's more, I'm sure. And then you can't forget my Taurus is in Venus. I'm just a lover. And people often like mistake that for me, but I don't remember what is my Taurus in the eighth house. I can't read. Or is my Venus in the eighth house? The sixth house actually of in the sixth house it represents like work life and how you deal with your day-to-day routines and your health as well interesting and so I don't really know maybe you can explain a little bit more about that but my Taurus is in Venus I'm a very like sensual person I like to like take care of the people that I'm with and that's kind of the same sort of love that I would like to receive in a in a way so yeah I would say that my I resonate with almost all of my chart yeah. a lot. I love that. I love when people can resonate to their entire chart. Like, I think that's so cool. I think it comes with accepting yourself, though, a little bit more. Yeah. I would not have said that I resonated with my chart. So I'm in my mid 30s and I would probably not have said I resonated a lot with it when I was like in my mid 20s. And I think Mm. it's a little bit more because I was, I wasn't sure who I was. Like if somebody had told me I had a chaotic way of speaking when I was 25, I would have like been very angry with them. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I always say after your Saturn return is when you start to resonate with your chart more, I feel like, because that's when you're starting to unpack the challenges you've been through and do the inner work when you're younger you're just living your life totally fine no judgment at all because we all been there and we all do that and you need to also enjoy and live your life too which I think is really important because you can get lost in the the shadow work and the unpacking and the healing of it all and the inner work like you can get lost and caught up in that and I think that healthy balance is important so I love my chart I think I have great placements too well for the most part I love my sign. I love my rising. I love my Venus. Another thing I wanted to ask you was what has, and this doesn't really relate to astrology as much, but I find that it's really helpful for the kind of podcast that I have. And, you know, I love talking about things like this, but what is a life lesson that you've learned that might've been challenging, but you're very grateful for it? This might sound a little silly, but I would say when I was younger, I, everything sort of came very easy to me. And I kind of thought everything was going to come a little bit easy for me. I almost like took it for granted that just through maybe like my charm, you know what I mean? And like how I present myself to the world, things are going to come continue to be easy. I never really had to work hard for too much. And then I got to about the point of my Saturn return and I got hit in the face with like a huge humble pie where things just stopped being easy for me. And I actually had to like learn more about myself and who I wanted to present to the world. And I wish I had learned it a little bit earlier, I guess, is like really figuring out who you want to be and who you want to present to the world. Like who is your authentic self Mm. in a way? Because before that point, I never really had to almost like be a real person because things came so easy. So like I could just be whoever people wanted me 
to be or whoever they thought that I was because they just whoever like whatever energy I was giving off really like resonated with people. And then as I started to like learn more about myself, I stopped maybe like having that energy that resonates so well with all these people and things became a little bit more difficult for me. And so I felt very confused for a very long time about like I'm I feel more myself now, but why do I feel like less of myself? So I would just say that lesson is it's better to just like work on yourself when you're younger and actually like put the effort into understanding who you are and like who you want to present to the world. Because if not, you're just going to sort of like ride the wave of what everybody else thinks that you are rather than who you really are. That's powerful and so true. So true. And yeah, I I relate to that a lot because it's just like you believe what everybody has been telling you you are especially if you deal with challenging situations in your younger life where like whether you've dealt with like a bullies or you've had family members that put you down and made you feel a certain way or you had even parents that had certain expectations of you that you didn't resonate with and you wanted to do something completely different and then you feel like you're a bad person for going against what they expect you to do, things like that. You really do have to unpack all of the conditioned learning that everybody's kind of just projected onto you. Yeah. And it, that's why I say like when, when you don't know who you are and you just sort of like ride the wave of it, everything's very easy in a way because you don't have any standards really or boundaries. And then you hit a wall eventually and things change. And it's because you're learning more about yourself. And I think it's like, what is that? Like, I think there's a very popular like theory out now on like social media about like when you put in boundaries, you're no longer a people pleaser and you lose your friends or. Oh yeah. And people get mad and. Yeah. Which I'm not a huge fan of like um, social media theories and everything, but I, that is sort of one that does happen. And I think it comes as you get a little bit older. And I'm not even saying that it is relates to just being a people pleaser. I think that some people are raised very confrontational, you know, and they get that way all through life. And then they have the opposite almost where they realize not everyone's fighting them. And how do you, how do you go into the world and lead with love then and not anger and hate? So, you know, it's not all pe- all people pleasers. There's a, the opposite side on that as well. I agree 100% with everything that you said. And I could not agree more, to be honest. I feel like I relate to it a lot. And I'm sure everybody listening can relate as well. So I'm really grateful that you shared that. The last bit that I kind of wanted to just touch base on here is transits that you're currently going through and if you relate to them at all. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm mentioning just a few that I saw that I think could be impactful. You have transit Uranus conjunct your natal sun in the fifth and sixth house. So fifth house in Placidus, sixth house in whole sign. This can really bring about a complete change and transformation to your identity and to your personality or who who you or how you see yourself even or how you express yourself. And with it being in the fifth house, this could be creative self-expression. This could be even relating to children because the fifth house talks of children, but it also talks of romantic partners. And so maybe you've gone through a complete shift in how you show up in romantic partnerships or how you view romantic partnerships or how you view yourself 
within a romantic partnership. Um, maybe you've gone through a couple romantic partnership changes over the past bit because this is a longer transit. So you probably, let me see, I would say in maybe like 10 months, the past 10 months. I would say yes. So I, a couple years, like two years ago or something like this, I had decided to start dating again and I had like met this guy and you know we like kind of hit it off for a couple months and then long periods of not talking and then we hit it off again and then long periods of not talking and then we hit it off again recently at the beginning of this year and I he, he I met him and he changed a lot of things for me and sort of like the way that I view myself in relationships but like this last time was this last final time that we sort of like communicated with one another I did realize a lot of things about myself and maybe like how I was coming across and how I was communicating and it was like kind of a difficult thing for me to process but I also realized that how other people communicate with me in relationships is not necessarily on me as well. Like if people project their insecurities onto me, it's not up to me to fix it. You know, like I can only approach things as like very open as I am. And if somebody wants to believe that I'm like have underhanded motives or like, and I like, I'm trying to say something that I'm not actually saying, it's not really on me. And so I think I went through a little bit more of a I did go through a transformation, I guess, in like what I'm looking for or how I want to be approached, but not only that, but like how I want to be in a relationship a little bit more. I think that I'm very giving and caring. And if I see somebody going through a hard time, even if like we're just barely talking, I want to make it a little bit better for them, no matter like what that is. And I just want to care about them. And some people can't handle that. And it made me feel like this last time it made me feel very as if I was like doing too much or expressing myself too much. Like maybe I should dial it back or I don't know if that's making sense. And I realized this past time that like I can't change who I am to please other people. And if somebody can't receive what I'm offering, then like there's nothing that I can do about that. And it's just like, I understand a little bit more about like what I want in relationships. I want to receive just as much as I give. And I can't be with somebody who's not a giver as well. And somebody who doesn't necessarily take the time to understand me. So I would say I did go through a huge change in sort of what I'm looking for. And it was like a direct result of like this one person who was in my life a couple of times, all but very briefly. And yeah, I mean, I'm grateful to him. Yeah, that's, that's powerful too, that realization. And it also makes sense because Chiron and North Node is transit your fifth house in whole sign in the sign of and it's in the sign of Aries, which is all about finding balance between how much you're giving and receiving, finding your independence within relationships, within your romantic love life and things like that. But also, are you drawn at all to like being creative and like expressing yourself creatively or doing creative hobbies or because I feel like during that transit, it's you can also kind of step into some like role when it comes to embracing your hobbies and your creativity and your creative self-expression. I would say I tried, but it was a little bit more difficult. I don't really have time for that many hobbies in my Mm -hmm. life. You know, I'm a single parent, honestly, and I work a pretty intense job. So, but I do have art supplies. I became like really into textured art. And so I didn't actually get a huge chance to explore it but I do have a bunch of art supplies I have a bunch of I really want to do like a moss wall so like I started to think a little bit more about like what sort of 
home projects and like art and beauty around me would make me feel more comfortable. I love that. And Placidus, the North Node is transit your fourth house of home and family. So it is a lot of also learning lessons about home and family, creating a more stable and secure space for yourself, but also kind of showing more of an independent side within your home and family as well. So maybe that's, well, with Chiron also being there, it's also healing a lot of wounds, emotional wounds, um, wounds connected to home and family, or finding ways to show up in your family as an individual and kind of breaking free from maybe like conditioned ways of thinking within home and family, things like that. Yeah, I would say I definitely... The last year or so, I've put more of a focus on like, I would say my home and my family and what's comfortable to me and what kind of mom I want to be to my daughter and like what my expectations of her are. And a lot of also where I failed, you know, like we're not perfect, you know. So what are the mistakes that I made just from being a young mom and not having like a not having a husband through like most of her life what have i not been showing her what have i been showing her so i did have a lot of realizations more about that and like what kind of like structure i wish i had put into place for her younger when she was younger but also celebrating my wins yeah anyway, that's so yeah. important so important cuz we can be so hard on ourselves we can be our own worst critic and like you said nobody's perfect we all make mistakes and recognizing your mistakes I feel is so powerful because so many people don't want to do that so many people will push that away and they don't even want to acknowledge that they made mistakes so honestly I applaud you for that because not many people can do that take the accountability but knowing also that you have done so much for your child as well and you have achieved a lot and probably make her feel loved and valued and that's that's a beautiful thing and I think that's just my my goal so I would say yeah you know whatever this last 10 month transit was it was like there's cycles I don't want to repeat is what I I think I think a good like way to sort of summarize what happened is like there's cycles that maybe have happened in love and relationships and at home that sort of have continued, even though I didn't want them to. And I did a lot of like soul searching and figured out what I don't want to repeat. And we'll see if I stick it out. (laughs) You got this. I have faith in you. It's it's all going to work out just the way it's supposed to. Uh, But thank you so much for doing this and for being the first one to do this for me. This is, this was so fun. I'm so glad that we got to do this. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. And do you have anything that you want to share for people to like check out or are you, you said you're private. So you pretty much. I'm very private. I do. I would not. I can shout out my friend's business and that's about it. So feel free to shout out anything that you would like to promote. I guess I could just say that if you're in Vegas and you need any permanent makeup, please visit Megan Nicole Browse on Instagram. Love it. Mm -hmm.